This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with that on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime. Or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean. I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never, ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. If you like what you're listening to and you want dating tips and strategies directly from me, then you can get in touch with me by shooting me a text to the number 310-299-9139. Up until now, only the best clients of mine had personal access to me. But now, because so many guys ask my personal help regularly, I'm building a private texting community where I answer your questions, give you killer tips, and just make your dating life smoother and easier than ever before. Even if you're not just dating and you're married, I can help you with that too. So just shoot me a text at 310-299-9139. I really look forward to hearing from you. All right, text you soon. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have a Danish woman on the show, a beautiful, intelligent 27-year-old who is going to tell us all about dating women from other places and giving her perception of dating men from other places. She's going to tell you what she likes, what she doesn't like, what turns her on, what turns her off. It's a wonderful episode. And we're also going to talk a little bit about male empowerment and building your own self-esteem while dating. So keep listening. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast. I apologize if my audio is not sounding so good. My microphone is kind of shitty right now and not connecting to the system that we use, but we will find another option shortly so that you don't have to hear my tinny voice all the time. On this call with me or on this podcast with me is the lovely Vicky. Oh, and now Kristen is on as well. And we've started recording. She got kicked off before. Vicky is the host of Embrace, a podcast that helps young girls and women to get better self-esteem and empowering them to follow their dreams and be themselves. Now, Vicki, you know that we're talking to an audience of men here. 
I know. <laughs> and obviously, yeah, and we want to empower them as well, but we're going to empower them with some knowledge from you about what you've learned from these women that you're trying to empower. And then from you yourself, because you are a woman who's been single for the past year yeah, and <laughs> dating in a pandemic and traveling all around the world. You're from Denmark. I'm going to just let you talk now, but why don't you tell people a little bit about who you are and how you are able or how you are the authority on helping women empower themselves. Okay. So uh, yes, first of all, thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for being on. Lovely to see you here on the webcam. Yes. <laughs> Super excited to be here. Yeah. Just first of all, I'm 27 years and I'm normally working as a freelance journalist. But now I just started this project where I want to, as you said, that I want to help young girls and women to build their self-esteem and self-confidence. And it's more younger girls. Mm -hmm. So what was your question again? (laughs) Well, the question is, well, why are you the authority, number one, to help them? But why would you start this? Why do you see that there's a need? Like, I know the answer to this question, obviously, but I I would love for you to enlighten the men who are listening about (laughs) self-confidence issues that many girls and young women face because... I know that obviously since Me Too, a lot of men are becoming more woke Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the fact that we do experience this and there Mm. is a feeling of injustice or imbalance or that we're being silenced in some way. Yeah. But I'd love to hear what you have to say from your own experience and then from the experiences that you've heard from other girls and women about this. Yes. So the reason why I'm doing this is because I used to have a very, very low self-esteem myself. And you're gorgeous, by the way. You're gorgeous. And <laughs> you're you. a journalist, so you're super <laughs> smart. Like, So just to put the package together, like from our point of view, there would be little to be insecure about. But please continue. Yes, but I had a lot of trouble back then. There was a lot of pressure in school. The guys wanted us to be extremely thin. They told us that that was how you're supposed to be looking like. And then social media came and then you were exposed to all those body images of perfect bodies all the time. And then I think from there, that's really bad combination, like for sure, out of pressure. And I don't know how it is in the US, but in Denmark, this expectation that you're really good in all areas of life. That's at least how it is in Denmark. And then I think that's too much pressure to put on young girls who tries, like I'm a perfectionist and tries to keep up with all the things that they want you to, or at least. So who wants you to? Is it your parents or is it other teachers? Who's telling you that you have to be? Because actually I'm sort of shocked by that. Not completely shocked. I thought in Denmark, there was definitely a way to be for sure. Mm. But I thought that it was much more free flowing, where it's like, everybody's happy and everybody (laughs) do what they want to do. But I guess I'm incorrect. Yeah. But I think in general, we are known for being a very, very happy population. Yeah. And today I'm very, very happy. I feel very lucky. And to be born and raised in this society, I'm really, really grateful. But when you are young, there's also your own expectations. And then if there are a few in your classroom, few people in your classroom who are creating a bad environment. That was how it started for me. That was my school, but then also I started something in the society, a trend where you just looked on the other people and then saw they were doing perfectly. And then you, yeah, I felt that I have to be the same. 
So I can't tell where it came from, the pressure. I think it's a combination, but definitely social media had a big impact. For sure. For everybody. Definitely. For everybody. Yeah. 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 And also in dating. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, that's what we, we wanted to get into. Because of course. you said that you are single. Yeah. For a year now. So can you tell me about dating in Denmark and dating a woman from Denmark? Because you've also traveled in the United States. So you yes. have been able to observe the differences or at least the dating culture in the US. And because yeah. you're a journalist, you're looking at it with a very different eye than most people. Yeah. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this of like dating in Denmark and then mm. dating as a woman from Denmark yeah. to Americans. So first of all, I want to compare Denmark to Sweden because a lot of people think that it's the same thing or like we are very, very... I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of my friends who have been dating girls from Sweden and Denmark, he said that Danish girls are more open while Swedish girls are more, they want to play the game so they can act hard to get. While in Denmark, we're more like, easy. it's just have easy, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. yeah. And for some people, they like the game and, and maybe that's a little boring to date me because I'm just like, let's just have fun. Let's just party. <laughs> let's have a good time. Yeah. I want to all that. That's just me and my friends as well. They are kind of the same. But I think within the few years, a really, really bad dating culture started. And I feel that's the same in the United States, but also in Sydney, where I lived for half a year. And that's just my point of view. But I've experienced that girls and guys tend to ghost. Like suddenly they just, when you have met over a dating app or something, and then you have been having a few good dates, and then you don't just don't hear from the other person. And I think that's really terrible. Have you ever done it? No, I haven't done it to, to anyone because I, I feel the pain myself if right. I've experienced it. Would you say that that's a Danish thing to do is to not ghost? Oh, to not ghost in Denmark. I would say it doesn't happen very often to me, but I also think that's because I'm very open. But you saw it around the world. I saw it around scenario. the world. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So... People will always say, okay, Americans, you have to banter with them more. And they'd like to play games, similar to what you said for people who are from Sweden. So when it comes to Danish women, aside from not playing games, like, are they responsive to banter and being playful? Or when you are talking online, is it better for a guy to just say, hey, I think you're really attractive. We have a lot of things in common on the profile. Let's meet. Like, what for you is the best flow that you respond to in dating? Hmm. Well, that's a really good question. First of all, are we talking dating apps or? Well, I guess dating in general, just men. Because like a lot of people will always say in the US, we like our men to be more bold, right? Mm -hmm. Or in South America, certain things that I advise don't work because the culture is a little bit different. And in mm. Asia, sometimes the things that I advise may have to be tweaked a little bit because they're less responsive just going and approaching a woman on the street. That's sort of, it's not the etiquette to okay. do. You have to yeah. be introduced. So like, it's different all over the world. So what would you say is the proper dating etiquette there? And what are women most responsive to in Denmark? Hmm. I can only talk from my point of view. Yes, please, please. For me, it's like, if a guy is approaching with humor, I mean, that might be a cliche, but I really, really like if you have a good vibe or a good energy between you. 
even if it is texting. I speak mostly about the texting because of Corona. Yeah. I haven't met people in real life for right. a year. But for me, it's a lot like when you feel there is a good vibe or energy or chemistry, that's the most important to me. Yeah, so humor is a big part. That plays a big role, but it's not everything because it's important how he makes me feel. Like if he makes me feel relaxed in his company and like if he's too nervous or he only speaks about himself to impress me, that's a big turnoff, for example. Yeah, so if it's a good balance and if he's open and interested in me and my a good question and a good opening question is always to ask about my passions <laughs> because then mm-hmm. you make me really like feel this is really what I love to talk about. And if you know that, then, then it's very easy to make me feel good in the company. Oh, for sure. What about the way that somebody looks? How important is that to you? See, that's funny because a few years ago, maybe in my early 20s, that would mean a lot to me because it was about, I was maybe also because of my lower self-esteem back then, it was important to show other people that, oh, here's a handsome guy that I'm dating right now. But now it's the personality. That's not the only thing, but that's really a big deal to me. Because actually the other day I saw the movie, The Holiday, I think it's called, oh, yeah. with uh, Jack yeah, Black. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have the biggest crush on him in that movie. I think he is just so amazing. Yes, that's my experience. <laughs> because back in the days, or when I was younger, I would not see him as like dating material. But then I saw this movie and he was just amazing. He was just funny and he had that like playful look in his eyes. And I think I fell in love <laughs> the other day. <laughs> I feel exactly the same way. I'm like, oh my God, I would want to date somebody like him. He just knows how to make you smile when you feel down. (laughs) Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, Jude Law wasn't so bad in that movie either, but still. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I would rather date um, Jack Black in that movie than Jude Law. I have to be honest, I feel the same way. (laughs) Yes, I'm here. I know it's weird for the (laughs) listeners because I haven't said a single word. (laughs) But my question is, what was Jude Law's hairline in that movie i didn't see he still had hair decent still had hair yes okay yeah and so if you guys want to date jack black over jude law then that says a lot about personality for sure definitely given a good hairline well so that leads actually to my next question that i was going to ask about guys who are bald guys who are shorter than you guys who are a little bit overweight and just be honest like honestly just would you date somebody who was going bald? Yes, I have been dating someone who's going bald. And I have been dating someone who was shorter than me. And I am 167 centimeter. I think that's five feet and six inches in uh, the US. Okay. So I'm not very tall. And then I dated someone who was um, taller than me. And that doesn't really make a big deal for me. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, so there's another thing about... You asked me about looks, right? Right. Bald or if he was overweight. I mean, I could also date someone who was a bit overweight, but I think for me, I'm a very active person. And I think that just wouldn't work because I love to hike and I love to do things together. And I really admire a guy who takes the initiative and who's not maybe just sitting around all day in his sofa. That's... uh, Right. That's what's interesting is that with balding or with height, it doesn't indicate lifestyle, but 
overweight and lifestyle. That's genetics, right? Right. Genetics also in the weight, but also lifestyle. And so I think more men who are overweight would fall more easily, no pun intended, like (laughs) fall more easily into the category of rejection just because someone may look at them and say, but they don't do the same things I like to do and rule them out. Mm -hmm. But what's great about the weight versus the balding or the height is that you can change your weight. You can get in shape and you can do things to elevate yourself in that sense. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. So I love hearing, first of all, that you'll date somebody who's shorter than you, especially because you're five, Mm -hmm. six. So that's huge. That means you're dating somebody who's five, five or five, four. And for a lot of guys listening, Mm -hmm. that's a big fear. So that's a huge thing. Yeah. But I think that has changed with my age. Like, now I'm 27 and definitely. Yeah, it wasn't always like that. But it's because I value other things now. I really just want to enjoy life. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. And so if I see, for example, I know probably a lot of your listeners are using dating apps. Mm-hmm. What I find attractive on a dating app is if you have more, for example, that he shows himself in different positions in different circumstances. For example, if they're only mirror selfies. That's a big turn off <laughs> because yeah. mm-hmm. when you date someone or a potential boyfriend, at least to me, I also know that I buy into his lifestyle and his friends and everything he, he does. So I call that suicide by selfie. <laughs> <laughs> it is for dating. It really is. I know that. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Yeah. But would you have liked that when you were 23? No. <laughs> never. I think no. never, right? No. Never. But for some reason, people keep doing it. I don't understand why. I guess it's just laziness. They don't have other pictures, so that's how they do it. Exactly. But there's so many great guys out there. And I'm sure that I have missed a lot of great guys because they didn't put an effort into their dating app. And that's a shame. Mm -hmm. Would you say that at 27, you use dating apps differently? I'm asking this because the other day, I was talking to a 44-year-old client who said that after his divorce, he was on dating apps and he would list girls that were 35 and up. And he would get very few matches and most people were looking for things that were quite serious. But as soon as he opened up his profile and listed that he was open to 21 and up, he got flooded with a ton of messages, but also way more ghosting, way more girls that would match and not respond back to him. So my question is, would you say that when you were younger, you were like a bit more loosey-goosey with the apps, like maybe would swipe right on somebody but never talk to them. Whereas now, do you think that you're dating a little bit more with purpose, like you're being smarter and take more time with matching with people? Definitely, yes. Like when I was younger, yeah, I could swipe right, I think, or left to a lot of people and then just text with them and then let's see how it goes. But now I'm really, really... I really think put a lot of thought into who I swipe. So yeah, whenever I match with someone now, it's because I really mean it. Right. And so you're open to conversation. Yes. What about if that guy that you swiped on just started a conversation with hi? Because you were so already already so into them, does that matter that they start with hi? Or does yeah. that Yeah. Okay. That's... So it's it's still not a great thing. No. Like just just one sentence or something. And because otherwise I really think, okay, what do you have on your mind? Like, do we have anything to talk about if the only thing you can say when you see me is hi? Does that put more pressure on you to then carry the conversation? Which I'm not saying that women shouldn't have pressure to carry the conversation, but is that 
how it feels in that moment where you're like, I have nothing to work with from this. I have nowhere to go from high. Yeah, it's more, I have nothing to work with. I feel, I think that's it. Yeah. Well, you also don't feel seen by a guy when they just say hi, because they can say hi to literally anybody. Yeah. So guys need to learn how to make the girl feel seen. Mm -hmm. And then that instantly leads to more comfort with someone or like people love to be listened to. And so you're basically when you're going beyond just saying hi and saying something that's specific to what they are interested in or what they may find funny or interesting, you're saying to them, I'm listening without her even having to say anything. So you're already a step ahead if you go that step beyond. Yes. And especially if I have a picture where I'm like playing basketball or something, just comment on that and say, oh, that's super cool or whatever that just comes to your mind. That's more easy to to start a conversation if you point something out that you find cool or then it's also easier for me to continue. Yeah, absolutely. Do you respond back when people say hi? Mm, yeah, I'm curious. I'm a journalist. I would say hi and then right. let's see what comes from that. What else we've got. Yeah. Right. But yeah. What do you say like your girlfriends or other people that you know, would they write somebody off? Um, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they would. They would. Maybe. So that's so interesting. Yeah. When someone says hi on a dating app, you say bye. Yeah. Right. It's just right. kind of how it goes. What if they're really attractive? I know you said that right now looks aren't as important, but let's say they're really attractive or you're really attracted to them. It's the better way of phrasing it. And you really like their profile. Hmm. If I really like the profile and not just the pictures, then... I might be more interested, but if it's only the looks, I'm afraid that he's boring. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. All right. I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk more about American men and also about self-esteem. So we'll be back in a second. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So listening to podcasts is a great way to distract yourself from stuff that may be weighing you down or getting you down. And sometimes those podcasts can even help you and give you tools. Well, we have even more tools to help you if something's weighing you down or not going right. If you're struggling from depression, stress, anxiety, self-esteem, trauma, family conflicts, grief, which I'm currently going through, BetterHelp is here for you. They've licensed therapists that are there for you 24-7 and you can even set up appointments. It's such a great way to get therapy without having to go through all the hassle and the effort it takes to get to therapy. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash askwomen. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash AskWomen. We got to do something to keep ourselves busy during this time that is, I guess, still the pandemic. Ah, and Bet Online is the bestest, fastest, do people say bestest? It's the bestest, fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but that doesn't mean the NBA is. 
doesn't mean college basketball is, and it definitely doesn't mean the NHL is. They're all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV shows. It's the best way to place your bets. And guess what? It's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50, that's right, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Get off that bum. Well, you can actually sit on your bum and do this, but get off your bum. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right. We are back with Vicky from the wonderful podcast called Embrace, which helps empower young women. So Vicky, I wanted to talk more about American men and even Australian men because you were over there as well. Did you find any of the approaches that either category of men off-putting because you are from Denmark, like just things that guys in Denmark would not do? Or what really is the difference? Or is there a difference? Yes, there is a difference. So first of all, I want to say that I haven't dated in the United States, but I have an impression because I have some girlfriends over there. And they said that the difference between American guys and Danish guys is that Danish guys are a little more emotional. They don't mind showing their feelings and their soft sides, if you can call it that. Also, they are interested in more deep conversation here in Denmark. And do they like that? And they really like that because there were so few. But I don't know. I've only heard it for two girls in the US. But in Denmark, you can see... I just think it's a good picture of Danish guys, but you can see young dads walking around with stroller or a baby carriage in a park. And that's not uncommon. You see that everywhere. I think it's maybe because Denmark is more equal, do you call that? Yeah. Yeah. So also maybe if you wanted to date a Danish girl, I don't know, of course, how it is in the US, but maybe you might find that we are too ambitious or too equal. We still love the old-fashioned gentleman, but we are also open to pay the drink. That would still be an indicator that you like the guy if you were open to splitting the bill? Yeah, I mean, that's it's not a turn-off in Denmark, at least. But we like when the guy takes the initiative to pay, but it's not a turn-off if he doesn't. It's not required? No. Right. Do you like when guys open doors for you? I love it. I love it, yeah. Oh, me too. I absolutely love it. Mm. Do you like... When guys hold your chair out for you? Yeah, definitely. 
Okay. So you like gentlemen. I do. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so it, but it, it doesn't make you feel like you're not equal or that the men are stronger than you or they're trying to say something to you about your position. Not at all. Like, okay. I know. I feel the same way <laughs> as you. But there are some women who do. But I feel like it's such a small percentage. Mm-hmm. They're ruining it for the rest of us by sending yeah. this message to men not to do it anymore. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about empowering women because I don't know if there are some tools or exercises that you use to help with empowering women that can also be transferred over to men. But for some of the men that are listening who maybe do not feel so empowered right now in their dating lives, in their work lives, are there any general non-gender specific tips that you can pass on that you've learned about that can be super helpful for them? Mm, I'm trying to think what can be maybe translated into guys as well. And I think one of them is to change the focus on too much on looks and change the focus too much on prestige and all those kind of superficial things. And then maybe just try to to find yourself, find your passions, start to dive in who you really are. And then I think like people can really see who you are when you start to become yourself. And then you start to attract the right people for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the best, if you can have changed the mindset to focus more on your own values and your own ideas and wants and needs. That's one of the most important things. Well, I'm going to throw something out there. So I had this coaching call before we did our podcast with this client who I just absolutely adore, but he's aware of this. And I sense this as well. Every time that we're on, he feels that he needs to give something to me to wake me up. Instead of just being himself, he feels like he needs to add value to me. I'm not even sure if I'm expressing this correctly, but I feel like that happens with a lot of men because... They feel like I have to say the right thing to get her to open up. Or they feel like it's their responsibility to make sure she's having a good time. So is there some way to help guys understand that that's actually off-putting for us? Like for me, when I feel like some guy is just giving, giving, giving to me, to be honest, it feels weird. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, Kristen. Yeah, I'm just nodding because... I always feel like they're asking for something in return Yeah, when they're giving, giving, giving. And even though in certain situations, like if it was a guy you were dating, you would naturally give in return. But when you're first starting to date, it feels almost like a job or almost yeah. like too much. Like, oh, this is going to be like a thing. Yes. And so you want to make dating feel as easy breezy as possible and eliminate anything that feels like work. And even though guys think giving they would never imagine giving feels like work, but it actually does feel like work. So turning the volume down on that is super helpful. You can still give without making it feel like it's going to end up being work for her to give back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Love to hear what you have to say. Like, can you maybe elaborate on how that feels from a woman's point of view? Let's say a man over compliments you. Oh, you're so beautiful. You're so wonderful. You're this. You're the, you're having a really good time on the date but he feels the need to wake you up and to, I'm not really sure how to express it properly. Actually, the client I was working with was expressing it perfectly. And he felt it was his responsibility to light me up. Mm. Like, how does that feel on your end 
when you are around a man like that, who's not just being with you and enjoying, he's constantly on edge trying to think, oh, do you want to sit here? Do you want to go to this movie? Do you want, like, how does that feel for you? Is it something you enjoy? Is it something that makes you uncomfortable? I don't know if you can even put yourself in those shoes to... I can, yes, because I have experienced it. And that makes me feel very uncomfortable. And I believe, and I think it's, you're always true to dance. Like, yeah, I mean, for me, it's, I always try to make the guy feel comfortable. But I think for girls who doesn't do that, I mean, maybe they might feel like it's overwhelming that he tries too hard. When I'm on a date with a guy who maybe tries too hard, I just, all the time, I think, I wish you could just let this be a play and relax. We are both in this. Like, it's not just you who, who are responsible for this day to be good. We're both responsible for that. And if it's not a good day, it's not your good. Yeah, that's a very good point. So as somebody who's going to be helping empower women, how would you help a man be empowered in that moment? Is it really just reminding him, this is not your responsibility to make it good? I say that all the time for guys. I'm like, it is not your job to fill silences. It is not your job to entertain. Mm. Yeah, I wish I could just tell him. But I try to to make the the environment, the vibe really like happy and focus more on let's just be playful, joke around and have fun. And usually that makes them more calm. So I actually don't experience that often that the guys like try too hard. That's good. Yeah. You're attracted to those men that you know that you've had to kind of steer them in that direction to calm down. I'm more attracted to when they're more relaxed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And same with you, Christian, probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I think everybody is. Just in general, people are more happy to be around other people who don't feel like they need to please the other person. That's where pedestals come in. Mm. And no one wants to be on a pedestal. They're wobbly and I'm afraid of heights. I don't want to be knocked off of one of those pedestals. Yeah, and it makes you question their social value. Yeah. Why are they trying so hard to make me, like me, I'm not even that special. And maybe if I was that special, I'd get it. But like they're stooping this low. I'm being self-deprecating <laughs> on purpose. But they're taking all this time for me, and obviously you have self-worth and that's okay to accept people being wonderful to you. But it does make you say, well, what are they missing in their life mm-hmm. that's making them want to use me to fill this void? Mm-hmm. And that's not attractive yeah. at all. It's a huge turn. I agree. So I told him today that when I first started dating my husband, he gave me the best advice that I feel like I've ever received that has totally transformed my relationships with women. And I feel like that was also the start of the wing girl method when I did learn this from him. It was in regards to me and my own relationships with women. So it wasn't about dating him. But when I first moved to Los Angeles, I had some friends out here, one that I moved down with and a couple that I knew from back in Toronto. And I was friends with those girls already. So not that I didn't have to try with them, but it was just very comfortable. And I, again, didn't, I guess, have to try. And when I did start making new friends, we would have the same pattern where we'd be really into each other and we would do everything with each other or I would want to do everything with them. And then slowly it would start to fade away and then they disappear. And that happens a lot for guys too. You're really into each other and then everything sort of fades off and disappears. 
And my husband watched this pattern happen a couple of times and I would be down about it and just say like, what's going on? Why don't people like me or want to stick around? And he would say, you're a pouncer. You pounce on people. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. He's like, it's like a mouse and a cat. You see something you like, you pounce on it and you stay on top of it to make sure it doesn't get away and you don't let up which means that if you hang out on a Saturday, you text them the next day to hang out the next day, then the next day. And that's too much for people. And because I had come from a space where I was friends with people that I had known forever to this place where I knew nobody and had to rebuild, I realized that I hadn't really been well-practiced with making friends again. So that feedback was really helpful for me because I did realize that I myself don't like to be pounced on. And I would assume now that women don't like to be passed on as well. And as soon as I started to shift that and let people come to me a bit more while still adding my own little tidbit of value, then my friendship started to bloom. Not as fast as I would have liked, but we're not in high school anymore. We were seeing each other on a daily basis. But that's when friendships stuck around and I could actually maintain longer friendships that now some of those friends I've been friends with for 15 years. But that was a huge thing for me to hear. Don't pounce. And I think that little statement can be really helpful for guys. So if you're on a date and you're thinking, okay, I'm sharing a lot about me. Ooh, I'm pouncing. Maybe two shares and then sit back and relax and let her share. So as something for you to say to yourself is, am I pouncing? Did I pounce? If you are, sit back and adjust and shift whatever is happening. Stop talking about yourself or stop asking her too many questions and change it up. And I think that that could be a really good tool for guys who are listening. But I think guys get afraid that if they don't pounce, then they lose their opportunity. Right. But actually the pouncing is what loses your opportunity. I know. Everything is very counterintuitive. Like just remember that the world is counterintuitive, right? So if you think that you're going to lose your attraction, if you stop texting her for one day, it's the total opposite to that. Hmm. Yeah. And it's coming from a place of insecurity. Right. Don't let the insecurity control you or steer you. Yes, absolutely. All right. I'm going to wrap up the show, but Vicki, thank you so much for talking with us. I think this was just really helpful for guys to hear somebody (laughs) from a different place speaking about attraction. And it was really wonderful having you on the show. And thank you so much for your insights. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Wonderful. And Kristen, I know that you've been having some bad weeks the past few weeks. I've told people on the show and hopefully once the episodes come out, they'll start sending their love to you. I'm sending my love to you now. But if anybody does want to do some work with Kristen, go to kristenandchill.com. And actually for Vicky, do you have anywhere that you want to tell the guys to go to? I know that your podcast is for women, but I mean, it's always nice to hear. I need some JVs, I'm afraid. <laughs> but they can go to my Instagram. It will eventually be in English. And that Instagram is called vicky.weston. So V-I-C-K-I-E dot Weston, W-E-S-T-E-N. Perfect. All right. Well, new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please, please, please go and subscribe to our show and pass our show on to any guy that you think can use this kind of advice because most people in general can use this kind of advice. But sharing it shows that you care and you want to be like Denmark men. You want to show that you care and have emotions and can be compassionate. So that's your first step for practicing being a little bit more emotional. Send in questions. I keep forgetting to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. We're going to start doing episodes once a month for the suggestion of our editor, where we are just going to answer questions from our listeners. So we got to have some questions from our listeners. 
So send them to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. All right. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. 